When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Winslow from Police Academy, Wonder Infinity, and Spaceballs with Mel Brooks, and you are listening to Canned Air. Inhale it and enjoy. End message. everyone and welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I am Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today is the founder of Rookie Mage Games and the creator of the popular horror-themed game, Don't Get Stabbed, which I'm excited to talk about because it sounds fun. <laughs> we welcome designer and publisher Jordan McLaughlin to the show. Jordan, thank you so much for being here, man. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Good, good, because I think we're going to have a good episode ahead of us. And welcome back, Randy. It seems like it's been a week or two. Yes, yeah, it has. I was facing death. Yeah, <laughs> and you and you triumphed over it. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Good job. <laughs> well, today in this Retro Roundtable, we're going to be talking about some of the best redemption stories from pop culture, which I'm excited about. I thought it was a pretty cool idea, and I don't think that we've ever done that before, have we? No, we've never done anything. No. At first, I was kind of like, man, this is going to be tough. But then I was like, you know what? The floodgates opened. There are so many. That's what makes a good retro is when it's tough to think about. If it's easy, it's always going to be like, well, uh, Darth Vader, uh, <laughs> uh, Ninja Turtles, you know, like same shit we've always said. So this was cool because it made me it made me think. And then we're going to turn our attention over to Jordan and talk more about uh, all the games he's created. But before we do anything, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you head to CandAirPodcast.com, not only can you check out past episodes, but you can uh, support us in one of two ways or both ways by uh, getting T-shirts, mugs, stickers at our merch uh, tab there. And then there's another tab that takes you to our Patreon where for 5 to $10 a month, get you access to a whole catalog of uh, content we've been recording for, uh, what, two, three years now? How long has it been? It's been longer than that. I've been on for three or four years now, and you guys are doing Okay, so me. it's got maybe closer to three. Yeah, we started when Jake was here, and that was a long time ago, so... Yeah. There's a lot of shit, is my point. There's a lot of shit. <laughs> so check it out, and uh, if you don't have the financial means to support us, uh, many ways you can do it. You can leave us a review uh, on your podcast player of choice, and... Also, you hear the commercials that play while we're recording these episodes, or while you're listening to this podcast, rather. Um, instead of skipping over them, just let them play. Let them play for that 30 seconds. Help put a little bit of change in our pockets. We want to hear that jingle yeah. jangle, right? Yeah, just tune them out like yeah. these guys tune out me. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Just like that. Randy's here. <laughs> oh, hi, Randy. I forgot you were here. <laughs> uh, what else am I forgetting, guys? Uh, check us out on evergreenpodcast.com, the network we're p- proud to be a uh, part of. And yeah. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. 
And with that, let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. All right, best redemption stories. Uh, Randy, kick us off. All right, so... uh and this is kind of an anime trope anyway, but I noticed it first when I got into Dragon Ball Z when that first dropped in the States on Toonami. But uh, anytime there was like a villain that Goku went up against, specifically Piccolo, he would always end up becoming like partners with him and end up like becoming a good guy. But uh, it just always cracks me up because there's always kind of that trope in anime where, you know, the big bad of that season or whatever will most likely end up coming over and being like, oh, you defeated me. I'll be your best friend now. <laughs> Cell didn't. No, Cell didn't. <laughs> Frieza did, motherfucker. Did Frieza? Yeah. Well, in the androids. I mean, shit, yeah, Krillin banged 18. Were. Yeah, I know. Oh. I would have. <laughs> I like totals. <laughs> <laughs> Boo did too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought he did. I never, that was where I left off. Yeah, there was literally like every main villain except one throughout the entire Dragon Ball Z arc became like good guy in Team Earth there at the end. I didn't know Frieza did. Is that when he was in gold form? Well, yeah, that well, kind of. I mean, Frieza plays both sides of the field because in the manga, I think he's back to being a total asshole now. Hmm. But yeah, he. It's probably because his brother Cooler. <laughs> cooler. <laughs> Jeremy is so lost right I now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I understood Dragon Ball, but that's about it. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Tien was bad, too, at one point. Yeah, yeah. so was Yamcha. Yeah, and Yamcha, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yamcha. Yeah. So was Oolong. <laughs> We're going way back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and lost like 90% of the audience. Good job, yeah. Randy. <laughs> Podcaster of the year right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First five minutes, no one's listening. <laughs> All right, Jordan, how about you, sir? Uh, I always uh, liked Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't know if any of you guys ever watched that. I Um, didn't, but I I did see that online when I was looking for ideas that uh, somebody had mentioned. At least I think that's who it was. I'm sorry, continue. Oh, yeah, it was was like um, I, I got into Buffy when... They started putting shows on DVDs, and you could pay forty bucks to get like the entire season. <laughs> um, so we, I had just gotten like my first apartment, so all my friends like basically just lived with me and on my couch and slept on my floor. So we were always looking for stuff to do, and we just randomly got Buffy. And they had Spike, who started out as a bad guy. He's a vampire. Um, He's also known as William the Bloody because of his bloody bad poetry. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But uh, I think it's the fourth season. The government puts a chip in his head where he can't hurt humans. So, but he loves violence so much that he just decides to join the good guys. That way, he can still, you know, what? Uh, still cause violence on people. Um, and then eventually, like he goes, he gets a soul and he dies at the end to save Buffy and everything. Oh um, wow! Which is fine, but like they definitely took their time with it. And that character is probably you know one of my top ten characters in TV. You know, that I that I like. Didn't they do a spinoff series with him? Uh, they did one with Angel. Oh, that's okay. what it was. Yeah. Bad, it was kind of similar. Like he he was a vampire. He was good when the show started, and then he lost his soul, and then he got it back, and then he had to go to L.A. And okay, okay. They did their own thing. Yeah, the so then when he was vampire. gone, they're like, "Well, we got to get another vampire with the soul in here." So <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize there was so much to Spike. I knew he was. I guess I never watched that far 
in because I watched here and there, but I always knew him to be like the villain, but not always. He was always just kind of like, how, how do you say, like, we're going to go ask Spike to go help us with something. Kind of like yeah. go ask the bad guy for help or insight on something like for another big bad. Yeah, he was a he was an yeah. anti-hero type character for a while. And hmm. Even after they killed him off, they moved him over onto Angel. They just brought him back literally three months later. Completely <laughs> no undoing, plot device. He's just undoing there. the sacrifice totally. <laughs> Jeez, no idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> it's okay though. That's all right. We're broadening your horizon, yeah. Jeremy. That's the truth. That's the truth. I've I've gotten onto so many things because of just sitting here talking about something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hearing something I've never heard of before. I mean, I've heard of Buffy. Don't get me wrong, and I've heard of Spike. But anyway, uh, Jack, what you got? <laughs> so, I can't remember the character's name, but it was uh, Vince Vaughn's character in uh, Dodgeball. Okay, <laughs> explain. <laughs> well, he ran this little nothing gym for all the, the, the losers and stuff like that. And he was in, in jeopardy of losing it because of bills. And he ended up, you know, putting a dodgeball team together and then won and was able to pay off all the bills. And everyone was his friend. And then he got to have a threesome with Ben Stiller's wife and her girlfriend at the end. But that's Hey, not, that's a prize. No. That, that's not really a redemption. That's just the plot. <laughs> he redeemed himself as a good person. I couldn't say. I've never seen it. You've never seen Dodgeball? Once, maybe, like, when it came out on, on DVD, but I didn't remember nothing about it. Like I've told you, I've got to watch a movie two to three times for it to, like, no, stick in true. my head. Otherwise, it may as well not have happened. Okay, so what he ends up making a deal to to lose the game. Okay, okay. And all then right, he I'll comes back you. at the end and wins. And okay, then, yeah, all right. Or threesome. playing off a Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's all about the threesome, ladies and gentlemen. Who, uh, who wouldn't be? <laughs> Accepting applications now. <laughs> And that just got awkward. But what about, what, is it Olga or whatever that played on the Vipers team that fell in love with, uh, oh, what's the skinny kid's name? The big gangly skinny yeah. kid. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> that movie's good. I got to watch that again. It was so good. Patches O'Houlihan. <laughs> that was his name? Dip, duck, no, that was the, the trainer or whatever. <laughs> so whatever you just said sounded like your Dennis Miller impression. <laughs> he came on the YouTube the other day and I lost it just thinking that you're doing that. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, mine would have to be Doc Ock in uh, Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire film, and in No Way Home. Because in both uh, instances, you know, by the end, uh, you know, it's because that chip got fried, but... He gets to kind of make right what everything he'd been doing wrong by drowning himself in the river. Hmm. Yeah. Well, he kicks some ass in the new Spider-Man movie, too. Once he well, yeah, in the new Spider-Man yeah. movie, too. Yeah. And I got to say how satisfying that uh, reunion was for mm -hmm. him and Peter. Yeah. Like seeing like how almost genuinely happy he was to see Peter up there. How mm. are you, my boy? <laughs> and I thought about it because, you know, he had only been through that portal, what, a few days? And the last time he had seen him was from Spider-Man 2, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in two days, like... <laughs> Peter Parker aged just 25 years, years you know. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be a little jarring. That would be my pick. Doc Ock, any, any comments on that? Nope. Was there, ever, <laughs> uh, was there ever any type of redemption, redemption 
uh, story like that in the comics. Like I know y- you've talked about the spectacular Spider-Man multiple times, like where he kind of like took over Peter's body. That was Goblin. That was you're thinking of the Superior Spider. Superior. I'm sorry. No, he didn't do anything good while he was uh, Spider-Man in the comics. He, I don't know. I, maybe there is, but I've never read it. I mean, typically in the comics. The version of Doc Ock that was in these films is very tame compared to the one that was in the comics. Like mm-hmm. he had like a runaway ego that just could not yeah. be could not be uh, straddled. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Much harder to deal with. He was a complete ass a good majority of the time. <laughs> Fair. Gotcha. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Back to you, Randy. <laughs> All right, so hopefully I can get a little bit more people on board on this one. But uh, the G.I. Joe movie and Cobra Commanders kind of turn once they got into Cobra Law and they all got captured. You guys have seen the G.I. Joe movie, right? It's been so long. All right, well... I just remember he gets turned into a snake at the very end. He does, yeah. So for people who haven't seen it, like right off of the Transformers movie, they released the G.I. Joe movie. And part of that plot device was there was like a secret like reptilian kingdom where serpentor was originally yeah because he had his three minions too yeah Yeah. um but anyway they cobra escapes to it and they all get captured and cobra commander ends up kind of helping out roadblock and they escape to go warn the other gi joes and he's like turning into a snake but he's like helping roadblock because roadblocks got blinded in the movie and it's just a whole it's a real dark cartoon movie but uh yeah, it's just how he ends up kind of like helping the Joes there at the end it was always kind of cool. Hmm. Well, you know, he was getting the shaft because Serpentor was there. So. Yeah, well, yeah. There's that. Yes. <laughs> I got to see I'm that. It's been the fuck so out long since I've seen that. <laughs> I can't. I don't think I've ever seen that film. Well, it's just so funny. I didn't funny. even know they made one. Well, it's so funny, too, coming off of the, the Transformers movie with all the pushback from Optimus dying. They had originally killed off Duke in it. Oh, I remember and, people talking about yeah, that. Yeah, at the end of the movie, there's like this disembodied voice. It's like, don't worry, kids, Joe or Duke's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, well, no, it wasn't in the movie. That's right, because I was going to say, well, I remember when I was little and I saw it, I, don't, I didn't get upset. What, Duke Optimus died, or Duke? No, Optimus. Oh, God, yeah. that's yeah. A... Well, Duke got fucked up. He took like a one of those Serpenter snake staffs to the heart. Did he? <laughs> yeah, he I don't got, remember. There was blood and everything. It's a man. flesh was... wound. They were just trying to write Duke off because Flint was coming around yeah, and taking up, yeah. taking up ranks. It got heated pretty quick, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, back to Jordan. Uh, I'm going to do uh, basically all the main cast from Shit's Creek. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh man. Like it, you know. I I really liked the show at the beginning, and I didn't like it as much as the end. And I realized that was because they became better people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that made it less funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then once I kind of had that realization, I'm like, okay, like, all right, I'm on board with this. But you know, all those characters were so well written and so over the top that. You know, one of the things I, I really liked about the show is that typically when you take a show and you go into like a small town, they are like the small town people are the weirdos. Mm, yeah. And this was the total different. Like they were weird, but they were always nice. They were always trying to help. And, you know, the main family were the horrible ones and everyone else was just trying to do their best for them. And like it just got to eventually the kindness and goodness will rub off on people <laughs> and make them better. That's a good pick, though. Very good pick. It was great. There's a lot of times watching that series that I was in awe of how much they had changed and started growing throughout the series. 
because it was a huge, a huge deal. I mean, they couldn't do stuff for themselves. How how uh, many seasons was that again? Is that four or five? I think it was four. Yeah, about four. I think. Hmm. I think I, I happened to finish man. it right when it ended, like right when the series ended. <laughs> so I caught in on the the last last. Oh, you mean trail. like when it originally aired? No, I had never. I had always seen it on Netflix, and I was like, "Shit's Creek." Oh, yeah. And then ended up watching it late in the series. I, I think see. when the the last season finally came out, like so. uh, like on TV, like you caught caught it like as it was airing. Well, it was on Netflix. It wasn't airing. Oh no, no, it was airing. That's right. No, I caught it all on Netflix. That's right. What channel so was, was that on? Yeah, well, it, it was a Canadian show. I don't know if it was on like broadcast TV here at all. I've just always known it as Netflix, and Netflix picked it up from. Yeah, pop in Canada. I think that's what it is. Pop, something. Yeah, something like that. Hmm. If it was on Netflix, how did you start watching? Like, um, maybe he just got just talking to it like uh, during the. Thi- okay, I was wondering <laughs> that too. I, I had <laughs> forgot that it would it would it had already been on in Canada and stuff. I thought that I, I had caught up to the fourth season and watched it when it came out, but I. So, so Jack just I got confused. Have, yeah, I get confused sometimes. <laughs> we still love you. <laughs> All right, we'll see if we can cut through that confusion with your next with your next pick. Uh, the other one's from a movie that everyone told me to watch a million times, and it finally took me how many years to finally watch it? Oh, shit. About I knew this was coming Andy up. Andy Dufresne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good a redemption, shit. it's in the title of the movie. Yeah, serious. <laughs> Light bulb. And it's so vivid in my mind because I've only just watched it, what, a month or so ago? Yeah. But yeah, that was such a good, that was a good movie. Like, yeah, it was. Shout out to Josh for finally being the straw that broke Jack's back to actually get off his ass and watch it. I tried to look for Eddie where, where it was at, but I I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. Good movies are typically hard to get your hands yeah. on. The shit ones, though, they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. But the, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I can't think of a better redemption. Mm-mm. No, and it, it just all it all came together in one big thing at the end. Pretty much, you're like, "Oh my God, this is happening! Oh my, oh he's free! Oh he's gone!" I loved how they played that though. They kept you you weren't going along with his escape. You know, the whole movie, like every step of his way, you were just as baffled at the end. Like when the warden and the officers walk into a cell and he's not there, like the fuck yeah where is he <laughs> you know at first i was like oh he's gonna dig a hole and then they kind of just went off on that and just went into normal life and then all of a sudden kept saying oh it's been this many years and i was like jesus christ time is just flying here yeah because he was in there for what 30 years or something stupid 24 5 i thought maybe 30 i can't remember it's been a long, it was time. A long time i'm curious i've got the uh, audible version on my queue i'm I want to listen to that. I'm curious if there's like any big changes at the end from the movie because I've only ever seen the movie. You think we've read it? No, I just I'm <laughs> just curious. If... I don't have any idea. Uh, you'd have. I to bet Google it'll it. make more sense where he finds Andy on the boat. There's probably, it's not going it, to be just a big, yeah. vast, yeah. blank, empty beach with just one guy in a crashed boat sitting there working. Dunde on it. SL White Boy. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. There's something about that ending though where you don't get to hear what they say that kind of makes you intrigued by it you know yeah because how many times have you said that if they would have said hey red what's up 
you know, not much. Just, you know, it would have taken some of the magic Maybe that away. Pli- from a pair of pliers over there. You want to well. paint a fucking boat? <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all they were doing is just setting up tasks to get the hell out of there. So you know, if it just pans out and you don't hear them, it could be anything. But you know, going back to what you're saying, Randy, being the uh, you know the audible version, there's probably way more in that. They typically no. cut a lot of the fat out for movies, so they won't be like. And then the camera pans away from the boat as you hear mumbling from. Andy and Red talking. You'll have to let us know themselves. after you, uh, you know, listen to it. If, yeah. You know what what the differences are because I'd be curious. Hey, maybe I'll talk about it on Patreon. Hey, hey. look at that guy selling, selling. <laughs> Beat standing on a corner flipping a sign, guys. Heard that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, my next pick is going to be. How about um, Eddie Munson? No. No? <laughs> no, that's... I, a, <laughs> I actually had Steve Harrington. Like you jumped fucking quick to that. <laughs> I had Steve Harrington on my list, so I'm with you on that. I just seemed... Ooh, I mean, Eddie never Steve really, like... probably been better. ...seemed to do anything wrong. It's just from the way he dressed, looked, and acted, and listened to, he just got a shitty rap. Yeah, you know? yeah definitely. And he had always been saying, you know, how he just run away from things. And then at the end, when his friends need him, you know... He, he pr- stepped up. He stepped up and proved himself a pretty awesome friend. And, but he uh, did have to mention, I didn't run away. He was proud of himself. Good, Don't take good, that away Eddie. from him, man. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's not dead. Hey, listen He'll here, Shawshank, relax. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good him coming back and finally. You think he's going to be back, though? Yeah, I think it's, that, it's all over the internet that he'll probably be back. What? What? Like I don't think like they a... can handle any more characters on that show. No <laughs> yeah, shit, really. Because you know they're going to bring like three, four more in with the next season. Yeah, they'll yeah. have to. Or they figure out some way to bring back like freaking uh, Barb, Barb, and what was the brother? <laughs> um, fuck. Oh, uh, shit. Dave Montgomery's character. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Bobby? Bobby? Was it Bobby? Was that his name? No. No. Whose brother? Uh, I can't Max's remember. Max's brother. Max's brother. Oh, Billy. 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 That's right. Yeah. Billy. <laughs> Billy. You know, it, I mean, he has kind of been back in like the upside down, like, you know, like yeah. when she was in her uh, uh, dream state and when they were like trying to find or fight him, uh, Vecna, like he was inside that, like, what was it? Like a cooler door, like beating mm-hmm. on the window and almost breaking the door down. So, I mean, I don't know if that's considered him being back or not, but. Yeah, it's kind just more of. of a flashback from yeah. season two yeah. or whatever. At least he's still getting paid, yeah. you know? Yeah. I've heard a bunch of theories that just because a lot of people look at, like, D&D's lore with Vecna, and Vecna has a right-hand man of that's some other demon or vampire guy that he's got a shield with spikes on it, and Eddie had his garbage can with the big spikes out of it. and oh. So I, there's a lot of correlation that goes with it, but it, it really... That would be his, Vecna's number one weapon against them is turning one of them on them, on yeah. the rest of them. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. We'll I don't see. I guess we will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In a year. Did anybody else have any picks they wanted to get off their chest? I had one more I wanted to throw out to the, the table here. So Thanos the bartender in What If. <laughs> what? You guys remember in the... I remember. I don't remember what he He was a did. bartender. Yeah. I thought he was a bartender. No, he, he wasn't. A, he was just a... He was portrayed as a came. good guy. Yeah. But I thought he was a bartender. My bad. No, just I kidding. I think he was a bartender. Wait, I think he's in a bartender in those skits that um, 
how it should have ended on YouTube. I think oh, he's a bartender in oh, that actually. Okay. There's like an evil pu- villain's pub or something, and I think he's the bartender. Oh, okay. And I <laughs> had a whole like Marvel Cheers thing planned out with Thanos. Okay. I I'll can't bet. think of what you're talking about. Like the only time I remember seeing Thanos in What If is when he came through the portal and Ultron just zapped him in two. No, it was the Star Lord. Yeah, with uh, T'Challa as Star Lord. Yeah. Maybe I didn't see that one. There was a few of them I haven't watched yet. Mm. I just kind of like jumped to the end to get to the point, you know, (laughs) because I was not bowled over by the uh, Peggy Carter one. I was like, this is just kind of fucking boring. No, I like that one. The the Star Lord one I, I wasn't a big fan of. Well, I just struck out, so thanks for, thanks for tuning in, guys. Doctor Strange <laughs> was really good. I yeah. enjoyed yeah, his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it's funny that comes up because I actually watched the uh, last few episodes of that series last night. I just wanted to see them fuck up Ultron. That was a good fight. It was a good fight. <laughs> it was pretty cool, but anyway. I want that Ultron figure. <laughs> he's out. I've heard, he's, he I've just heard came Ultron's out. supposed to be back in one of the shows now. Uh, I've like heard something about shows like Armor Wars or something. There's yeah, rumors that somehow he's be back. Ultron's supposed to come back somehow. Well, the figure is out, but he's a build a figure. I was gonna say, I thought he was a build a figure. Yeah, I've got his his arm came with uh, Hawkeye, <laughs> 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 and the biggest piece of him comes with the character you want the least, uh-huh. Miss Marvel. No, no, she's probably one of the one I'd want the most out of him. Well. <laughs> All right, that well. poor that poor toy. <laughs> I like Miss Marvel. I yeah yeah yeah. There's a there's a Sharon Carter figure that came out in the line too. It's the two different Moon Knights, like him in his normal garb, and then one in like the Mister Mister Knight. Mister Knight. And then there's Hawkeye, uh, the girl, the girl Hawkeye. What was her name? Kate. Kate Bishop. 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 Kate Bishop. Miss Marvel and She-Hulk and uh, did I already say Sharon Carter? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that's it then. Oh, Sharon, Agent Thirteen or whatever her name was. Yeah, not Peggy, but her, her niece, niece that was yeah. making out with Cap and being all creepy across the hall. The, she's the what the the dealer or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So any hoodly doodle. All right, I think that's going to do it. Uh, so let's jump to a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking with Jordan. Stick around. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. All right, we are back from commercial and once again joined by Jordan McLaughlin. Man, I hope you're having a good time. Oh yeah, definitely. This is a ton of fun. I love sitting around talking about 
Marvel stuff, old car, 80s cartoons. Like I can do that all day. It's basically just what I do with my friends when we sit around. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, you are in the right place. But uh, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, uh, the one game you were you mentioned in your email, "Don't Get Stabbed." I looked it up. It looks like a pretty cool uh, party game, like a good fun game. I've never, I don't play many games, but that seems like my style of game. Um, I don't know. It kind of reminded me of what I was seeing, uh, not Cards Against Humanity, but kind of. Uh, I'm just digging myself in a fucking hole. Just <laughs> tell us about the game, man. So yeah, so uh, Don't Get Stabbed is the uh, the first game I made. Um, I made it in, went to Kickstarter in 2019. Um, it People kind of ask me like how you got into this business and everything. And it is literally as simple as me and my cousins were getting drunk and my cousin leaned over and said, you know, you should make one of these games. And I'm like, yeah, I fucking should. <laughs> <laughs> and literally on the way home, like, you know, I'm totally trashed that evening. My partner's driving me home and I'm in the car and I'm just going, I'm going to call it. Don't get stabbed. We're going to have one person be the killer. We're going to do this. And he's just kind of nodding like, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Just <laughs> expecting me to totally the next morning move on. And instead, the next morning I ordered blank Amaz or blank poker cards from Amazon, a bunch of magic marker markers and I spent two weeks just trying to get like a working wow. prototype put together. Um, and then you know, kind of went back to my friends, you know, on a similar night and like, you guys said I was kidding. Guess what we're doing tonight? We're playing <laughs> Don't get stabbed. And so that we went through the first rounds of that and they kind of, after we were done, they looked up and they're like, you know, you've kind of got something here. You need to, to push this and make this. So, you know, I started working on, figuring out how to actually make a game <laughs> like i have no experience in the industry yeah. whatsoever that's that would be um, my biggest thing is like where would i even begin but i mean it sounds like you come from a background where you've played a lot of games so uh, you probably have a much better understanding than i do yeah like i i worked in marketing before so like i, oh. I knew if i had a product i know i can get it out there i just got to figure out how to make it so like and I, my artistic ability is not the best by any means. <laughs> so like I had to find a way of like, you know, I, I can't go and afford an illustrator to do this. I've got to figure out a way to do this on my own. So mm -hmm. I, I decided to do like a South Park can get away with their graphics looking like that. Then surely I can. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so I, I, I tried to do somewhere in between Scooby-Doo and, and, uh, and South Park. And after work, I would just go to the Westerville Library and sit there and teach myself the software of how to do art. And I, it took me several months of like just learning, trying to get it right. And finally, I was like, this is as good as I'm going to get. <laughs> and so, you know, it, I think it works. I think it's OK. So right. we moved forward. We, we did the Kickstarter Um which is definitely the most stressful 30 days of my life. <laughs> um, like I, there's a reason that my hair line is as back as far as it is. It happened in 30 days. I had Jesus, like 30 days. A, a ponytail and stuff before, before this happened. <laughs> wow. Um, but like we went to Kickstarter, we, we got it funded and then, you know, it came in around October of that year. Um, which is kind of good timing because like I sell most of my stuff on Amazon. I've got my own website, but I had sold other stuff on Amazon for like, you know, when I was working for other companies. So I'm like, I know how Amazon works. I can get there. I, I can make that work. Um, so it did really well there. It sold on on Christmas. And I'm like, all right, well, I think I can do something with this. So I ordered a bunch more and then started making more games. I'm 
up to six games. I've tried to do a little bit of something for everyone. Um, my first couple games were all like adult themed and my yeah. nieces and nephews were getting pissed. I kept making stuff that they weren't allowed to play. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had to kind of like pivot and like, so now I've got some kids games. I got some family games. I, I got a little bit of stuff for everyone now. Um, and then I've got my seventh game called um, Nuns with Nunchucks that wow. I'm actually going to go back to Kickstarter for in the spring. Um, so it's really been a wild ride over the past, you know, what, four years. That's impressive. Uh, seven games in four years. Yeah. And, you know, mm. like I said, it'd be difficult for me to think of a single game and you've made seven of them. How do, how do you uh, do that? I mean, are you just kind of basing them off games you like or how, do, how does one create a new game? You know, I, I, I wouldn't know where to begin. In my family, I'm known as like the crazy creative one. And like I used to make escape rooms for my family in like my aunt and uncle's basement. Oh wow! Like, and I'm not talking as a kid. I'm talking as a you know mid 30s adult. This is the stuff I would do. <laughs> and so like I I've always liked the, the the kind of entertaining of people. Like that's the stuff that kind of always came natural to me. The the thing that didn't come natural is the mechanics of games. Mm -hmm. So like I play a lot of games just to see what different mechanics are. And like if if one mechanic I like, I like, I take note of it and maybe in a future project I go back, I'm like, is this something that works Okay. or maybe I change it. Maybe I add a couple other things into it to make it easier, make it, you know, more complicated. Um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of like secret Hitler, uh, ultimate werewolf. I've heard of secret Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the, what in the industry they're called social deduction games. You have one person who is like, you know, uh, as a secret role and right. not all the players know who that is. And I've tried to get my friends to play that and they could never follow along. So I decided to make what I call a drunk proof social deduction. <laughs> game. <laughs> so that like literally goal was just if my friends can pull it off after they've had a couple beers, then this will work. And that's how I made my second game, which is the unseen. Um, okay. You know, it's about a, a cult leader taking over a they brainwashed a couple other people and they all know who each other are and they're going to work, work together to hide the cult leader's identity from all the other players so mm. if you like games where people get mad and point fingers at a, like in people's faces and call them filthy fucking liars that's the type of game <laughs> this sounds, that like, I, that sounds like a game brand. i would play <laughs> these sound like such the perfect holiday games because i could totally yeah. see me and my brother going at each other in these I have a video from a family Christmas where we were playing it and I just stepped back and recorded because like everyone is yelling and screaming. There's a, a 10 year old child on top of a chair pointing at her mother's face, calling her a liar. It is the best video that I think I've ever recorded. And I actually used it as a Facebook ad for a while of like, do you want your family gatherings to be like this? It's right. good family fun. That is rah, awesome. Rah, rah, rah. It's the truth though. I mean, those are the best kind of games. Yeah, you're trying to figure out and like call someone's bullshit. You know, kind of like secret. Didn't Jake talk about secret Hitler playing that on the show once? Like we had like loosely talked about it, and maybe it was that would have probably been that would have been right up his alley. I mean, it was just that game was kind of a uh, elaborate guess who, right? I mean, version of guess who? You know, and what's that old game where you flip the card? The yeah, that's guess yeah, who. Guess who? Is right? that yeah. guess who? Yeah. Okay, is your character bald? Is your character wear yeah. glasses? That type of thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's it's got like the the secret, you know, secret person that you're trying to find out type thing. Of course, in this one, you know, it's obviously Hitler, <laughs> um, <Right>. which <laughs> leads to its own set of uh, complications. <laughs> <laughs> 
So all your games are seemingly in, in the horror, horror uh, genre, correct? No, not like I've started doing some family ones. I started out in horror because I was a big horror fan. And when when the idea got placed in my mind to make a game for my cousin, I was really into the Friday the 13th video game. Hmm. So oh, I took okay. a lot of inspiration out of that. Um, my favorite horror movies are the screen movies. So like okay. those are always in my head of, you know, the, the meta-ness of it. And we had been playing the game Exploding Kittens around the time. Um, so I, I kind of described the games like if you took those, tore them all apart, Frankenstein them back together, that's what you get. That's don't get stabbed. Okay. Okay. Hmm. But I've got other ones like uh, the, the kids game that I just got. It's called Portal Potties. Um, and it's about wizards that I lost their jobs. That. They lost their jobs, so they all go in the porta potty business, and they use their magic to teleport poop into each other's toilets to make them <laughs> overflow and put them out of business. Nice. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, you're not going to find anything close to that at a no. store. No, it's and, it's, uh, it's a yeah, very I don't original idea. <laughs> and my my kids would go ape shit over that. And I think yeah, most I, people yeah. would. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, I like to say that I made it for my nephews as they were going through like the poop is funny phase, but mm -hmm. I never got out of that phase. I kind of really. <laughs> I know quite a few people who have it, and some of them are on camera Guilty. right now. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So you said this uh, game that's going to uh, you're going to do a Kickstarter for in the spring. Uh, what was it? Mm -hmm. Nuns with nunchucks. Yep. Can you are you able to talk about that at all? Yeah, so it's a it's a battle game um, of the worst combatants that you can get. Um, basically, you're, you're trying to take over the world, but the good armies of the world have already taken all the good combatants, so you kind of get what's left. Um, so you have, like, they're all, like, the stupidest characters I could think of. Like, I, I had an Excel spreadsheet in my phone, and as I'm, like, laying at night and my mind is wandering, I think of something that I just thought was the stupidest thing. So I'd have to get up and go get on my phone and write it down before I'd forget it because I'd forget it when I went to sleep at night. Um, so like it's got nuns with nunchucks. It's got my favorite is Tony Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's lesser known twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there's a door to door door salesman. Just the stupidest things that I could think of um, that I turn. Oh, your disappointed mother. Um, and it's oh, just wow. an old lady staring disapproving you, disapprovingly <laughs> at you at the card. At the bottom, it says your brother would have won this game by now. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh. so they, they all kind of like have hit points and you can do combos. Like it's the most like strategy I've put into a game so far. Oh, that's um, funny. Which, which is open to whole, like a lot of my stuff is pretty casual. This is definitely the, the most, you know, in-depth one that I've did. So it's been a taking longer to try to make sure i got it right but like the the humor in it is a hundred percent things that i thought were funny and hopefully other people find them funny too oh i definitely think they will yeah. i mean based on the one card you told us about and <laughs> stitches over here man i i love the the humor behind it and for that one um I, now that I do this, you know, kind of full time, I can afford uh, actual illustrators so people won't get tortured by my art anymore. And the the guy yeah. that did the art for him, his name is Creeps McPeaks, and he is uh, here out of Columbus, but I was at the Dank House Brewery in Newark, mm. and he does all their art. And so I walked in and I saw all this art and I'm like, this is what I need for Don't Get Stabbed. Like, this is the guy. So I like hassled the bartender until they gave me his email address. And, you know, I emailed him, he came in, we, we really like, you know, clicked, he totally understood, like the ridiculousness of what I was trying to do it. 
uh, do. And so he made all this fantastic art and, you know, it's, it, it's probably the one that I'm going to be most proud of by the time it's done. Awesome. Wow. That's exciting. You're going to have to let us know and we can get you on the show yeah, and absolutely. help promote it. Oh yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Man. And if you go to uh, uh, RookieMage.com, what are people going to find there? I mean, other than uh, your games, or is that just it? I've got my games, and I've got some merch on there, um, like Ooh. if you're wanting T-shirts, buttons. Um, I'm trying to get uh, underwear just because I think it's funny. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Close to that. Like, I haven't found anywhere like I could buy it where I think anyone would actually purchase it. But like I just want like a like white briefs with nuns with nunchucks printed on the back. I was gonna say it, had, it would have to be only briefs too. You couldn't do boxes yeah. or anything. <laughs> there was a time a long time ago when our merch store first went up. Jack put on a, put a pair or not a pair but a Candare shower curtain up just to <laughs> just to see if somebody would buy it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, they didn't. It was way too much. It was so expensive. Yeah, it was. How much did you put it for? I don't. I put it for the minimum, but I want to say it was like around sixty bucks. Jesus, Jeez, you can go Jesus. get a Walmart and get one for twenty. Shit, you can get one for probably like five to ten. Yeah, the nasty plastic ones. <laughs> oh wow! <well. laughs> but but still, I mean, won't have our can on sixty dollars to have us standing in the bathtub with you. Well, it was just the can too. That was oh. So no, like there was, wasn't. That's bullshit. Because there was another one. Oh wait, no. You you did the shoot of us at the comic book store. Yeah. So it's oh, right. like no. we're all standing there in the shower with you. <laughs> That's right. Never sold. Yeah. Never sold. But anywho, so what about rewards on this upcoming Kickstarter? Uh, like, have you determined any of that? No, I, I know it's early, but uh, have you given any thought to kind of rewards for backers? Yeah. So the, I think you know. A lot of these ones, they when you do these Kickstarter campaigns, they have like these huge tier lists, and mm -hmm. I honestly don't want to deal with a whole lot of that. <laughs> so I'm only going to offer a couple. But one of the things I know I want to do is I want to get actual nunchucks with the logo on it to, to have like a prime thing. The only thing is like I don't know if Kickstarter is going to let me do it because it's technically a weapon. weapon? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, just get those but little like, like it, plastic it, shitty ones from the fair. Yeah. yeah, or like like I found on um, Amazon some like foam ones. There you go. I'm like I yeah. can probably get away with that because the for for I went to GalaxyCon over the weekend and for um, future events I bought myself a nun outfit and got myself <laughs> foam uh, nunjacks so I could walk around and when people ask what's going on I could just. Hand them the nice little sticker that says nuns with nunchucks. Go to nunswithnunchucks.com. That is awesome. Um, I tried to bribe some of my friends to do it, and none of them would do it. So apparently the duty has fallen on me to do it. Was that a pun? Did you, none of them would do it? It wasn't, but I I, I probably should have just taken credit for this. Yep. 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 It was. <laughs> so I know you had mentioned, you know, you make a lot of, of uh, you sell a lot during the holidays. Are you running any, t any type of promotion for any of your stuff for Christmas season or? Yeah, there's, I got tons of discounts right now. Like all my games are on sale for the season. Um, if you go to the website, there's a big banner that says holiday sale. You clip that, it takes you to all the games. Um, some of them are like up to $5 off. Okay. Um, especially like the newer ones. Like it, it normally takes a while for a game to get some traction. Um, so the, these new kind of family ones, like I really want to get those out there. So I've been discount. I'm trying to, to encourage people to try them out. Um, so I've got those discounts and then I do discounts throughout the year around different times. Like Halloween is a really big time for don't get stabbed. So I do discounts mm -hmm. for that and for the, for the unseen, um, for, um, uh, I have a game 
I don't know if I'd call it a game. I have a, a thing called uh, Full of It, which is inappropriate conversation starters. Um, and <laughs> the, for whatever well, reason, that one does examples? really well yeah, around Valentine's Day. I, I'm guessing couples are buying it as something to do. I don't know what how great of an idea it is, but they are doing it because like the questions in it are very inappropriate. I just I just got a one star review on Amazon saying that I expected it to be inappropriate, but not this inappropriate. Oh, see, that's a fucking badge of honor right there. That's a compliment right there. I'd be shining my nails on my collar (laughs) like, yeah. Oh, yeah, That anyone that asked about it at the conventions, I'm like, I got a one-star review for being too inappropriate. They're like, sold. (laughs) (laughs) Are you able to give us a taste of one of those those conversation starters? Um, the, the one that comes right to the top of the head is, uh, where is the, um, where, or where is the strangest place you've ever pooped? <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Are we, are we going to answer? You never that believe or? what happened. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, be a story. <laughs> I can't think of, I, of, I've pooped anywhere else except for in a toilet. Yeah. Me either. Yeah. But maybe yeah, that will come I mean, back. In the woods, but. <laughs> a lot of these like conversation starters like they didn't come like directly from my life but they came from like stories and stuff that i had heard over the years and that one specifically it came from a friend of mine who told me the story about her dad that was driving to a meeting and he was already running late and he had a sudden case of diarrhea <laughs> and and her aunt's house was on the way so he decided he was going to stop there but his her aunt was at home so he couldn't get in but he could get into the garage and he got into the garage and he found like one of those storage, like plastic container bins oh and went in there <laughs> and then left a note on it saying, do not open. <laughs> and then just kind of left it, went to his meeting and then had to come back and ar- awkwardly take the storage bin out. To take oh, my open. God. Please tell me you didn't open. <laughs> That's pretty strange. I, yeah. I've got an inappropriate poop story that actually fits with this. I just heard today at work. If we've got time for it. Oh, man. Is this going to leave me scarred or anything like that? No, it's, just, it's fucking hilarious. Okay. I was laughing my ass off. So for my day job, I work the landscape industry, right? So we had uh, one of the foremen come in, and he was talking about how earlier in the year we got a complaint from one of the HOAs we take care of because one of our uh, H2B, which is uh, Hispanic workers, had to go to the bathroom so he went like out in the woods behind somebody's yard but she could still see him so she came running out yelling at the foreman and without missing a beat the foreman's like well he's special needs we like hire special needs guys and she like bought it and just like rolled with it he was was taking a shit in the woods yeah like right at the wood line like (laughs) feet were on the grass ass in the, the woods like in full view Oh my <sighs> God! So yeah, that was uh, that made my Monday. Wow! <laughs> Sorry, needs. guys. Man, there's that, so much wrong with that. But it was. This is one hilarious. of the employees where you. Yeah, were? yeah. One of the work fees of people that we have come every year. <laughs> when you gotta go. Yeah, I mean, you're in the middle of an HOA. I have to deal with one of those. Ugh, nice. Sorry. <laughs> they they had a giant fit because I had my like ring doorbell. It was two inches to the left further than it should have been. So I got like a nasty letter saying that they were going to like report us and stuff. But then the, then the broken down car that had been in in front of my place for six months, (laughs) they can't do anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
So yeah, your conversation started work because I totally <laughs> yeah, really to lead into exactly. that. <laughs> on the rabbit trail got, poop stories you, now. There's stuff that just like it gets pulled in from like random places and I think the other, my other favorite one in there is how have you disappointed your parents the most? Oh God, um, do we have three uh, hours? You see people's faces <laughs> and like you see all that trauma just come right yeah. in front of their head. Tears start rolling. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't really mean to ask you. <laughs> now you've mentioned being at uh, GalaxyCon uh, recently here in Columbus. Do you do a lot of conventions? I've just recently started to, um, for the longest time I was like, I don't want to go out and have a bunch of people talk to me. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. <laughs> but totally yeah, I was like, I you know, it. eventually I was like, you know, this is the next phase of the business. You have to, you know, suck yeah. it up and learn how to do this. Um, so I started going this year. I've mainly gone to kind of like, um, horror conventions. Um, cause don't get stabbed is my most popular one. And sure. Like when I was doing like audience testing, you know, at the beginning, it was horror fans that responded much more to the game than like hardcore gamers did. So I went to uh, uh, Days of the Dead in Indianapolis. I went to Scarefest in Lexington. Um, actually, I have a good story from uh, the one in Indianapolis. Um, I was so they they just like any other convention, they have like horror icons that from like different movies. They come in and they sign autographs and stuff. Right. Sure. And what's fun about it is that a lot of these people in the movies that they're in wear masks so you don't necessarily recognize them in everyday life so i'm sitting at the bar having a beer trying to order a salad because like that was the only thing on the menu that looked remotely edible and this guy beside me just starts chatting my ear off and like at first i'm like annoyed of like i just drove all day i've unloaded like 400 pounds of games right i'm not in the mood to talk to anybody but he eventually wore me down, and I kept looking. I'm like, man, I should really fucking know who this guy is, shouldn't I? And it, it just keeps going in my mind. And then some lady comes up to him and starts talking about his schedule for tomorrow. I'm like, okay, he's a celebrity. Who the hell is he? And he was Jason from part two, where he wears the bag over his head. Oh, shit, really? <laughs> and I didn't realize it until he had left. As soon as he left on one of my phone and like started looking up like all the people were there and there his face was, I'm like, that's my favorite horror movie. I was talking to the Jason the entire time, and I didn't know it. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, it's understandable. Again, he had a bag on his head during the movie. How are you going to recognize yeah, exactly. him? Did he take it off at any point? Uh, briefly, but there, he has, like, deformed makeup and, That's right. and stuff on. Isn't that the scene where Corey Feldman had, like, cut all his hair off or something, like, trying to look like him at the end of the That's film? That's in or? the fourth one. Is um, it? Yeah. Because the, the fourth one's got Corey Feldman, and then the next one, Jason, isn't even in it. It's some, like, copycat. And then that movie did so bad that the next one, they brought him back as a zombie. Mm. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> you learn something new every day. Okay, I want to remind our listeners to go to RookieMage.com. Uh, as far as social media, are you on Twitter or uh, Instagram? I've gone uh, Facebook and on Instagram. I have a TikTok. I'm not very good at it. So if you want to watch a 30 year old, you know, 39 year old man try to understand kids' technology, <laughs> go to TikTok and watch me my desperate attempts to be hip. <laughs> What's the uh, handle? That's a very good question. <laughs> for for Facebook and Instagram, it's Rookie Mage Games. 
Uh, okay. For TikTok, it should be the same thing unless I messed it up and didn't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, maybe we'll have to get ourselves a copy of that uh, game and try it out here. The yeah, uh, Oh, uh, yeah. Don't get stabbed because it does sound fun. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it'd be more up my alley than doing some of those games that are like fucking cardboard MMOs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <clears throat> sounds more uh, in my yeah wheelhouse. So, Jordan, let us know when the Kickstarter is about to start. We'll get you back on. But, man, thank you so much for being here. And uh, just, you know, have a happy holidays, man. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. This has been a ton of fun. Jack, what do we have on the website, sir? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can listen, like, follow, subscribe, buy some merch, become a patron, see some YouTube videos, see some of our special guests. And if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. (coughs) And once again, find us on Twitter at cannedairpod and on Instagram at canned underscore air. And if you want to show support, once again, uh, two ways to do it. Well, multiple ways to do it, but... uh, uh, the first two ways would be merchandise on our website, again, at candarepodcast.com and on our Patreon, uh, which you can also get to through our website. Uh, a few different ways you can do that by getting merch on our website at candarepodcast.com once again or uh, going to our Patreon, which you can either hit that orange button or just look us up on Patreon. Uh, and again, if you don't have financial means, leave us a review on your podcast player choice. It does help out, I promise. And what am I forgetting? Evergreenpodcast.com. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the name of our network. And I'm just, I cannot get out of my head the image of that guy pooping on the tree line. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't say thank you. <laughs> but I mean, just how awkward that would be. Like, Jose, can you come in and sit down? Like, <laughs> like I never thought we'd stop have to taking have, crap in the yard. I never thought we'd have to have this conversation, but yeah. here we are. <laughs> oh man! All right, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook and Jordan McLaughlin. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and be excellent to each other. There's a fire in your house, be sure to get outside immediately. And once outside, get on candarepodcast.com. Well, thanks for the tip, Blowtorch, but just one question. What about the fire? And no one is half the battle. G.I. Joe! This has been a Canned Air production. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. 
As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.